1: Hey, Nikki, how are you?
0: Hey, Adnan, it's good to see
1: you. How are you? Good to see you as well. It's been been a while, a few years off and on. I actually have not seen you since the very first time you and I talked in 15?
0: It was at the UFO conference. So I think it was probably seven or so years ago. I think you're right.
1: Yeah. It's been a while. Well, uh, welcome to, uh, to the Ozark mountain authors, um, author series. And basically we're, um, just interviewing different authors to talk about their books and today's your turn. Um, remind me again, I, as you know, I was prepping before, but now I, I forgot to pull that up. Uh, your book is called what? The My Compasses? book is called
0: A Golden Compass.
1: Golden Compass. All right. Thank you. Uh, well, we're, we're definitely going to get into the information there and, um, um, I wanted to ask you then to just kind of start out to tell us about how, how everything started for you. Give us a little background about yourself.
0: Uh, well, I've actually, I actually have a degree in biology with a chemistry minor, but my whole life I've been psychic. And it was really quite scary Uh, growing up. I was born in 66, growing up in the 70s um, in elementary and junior high. And I was able to see angels and see other things that shouldn't be here. and I knew things, and it, it was really scary for me. Uh, the first thing that happened is my brother played with a Ouija board. Never mm-hmm. play with a Ouija board. Um, he brought a ghost in. And that's my first memory, uh, other than seeing angels, of seeing something that scared me. And we were living in Albuquerque, New Mexico. My dad was at Kirtland Air Force Base, and we were living off the base in the mountain basin. And uh, one day I was playing in a field, and a Native American Indian man appeared in front of me. I was in sixth grade and he was talking to me, but he wasn't moving his lips. And he was telling me that I was in trouble and that I needed to listen to everything he told me to do. And he asked me to look behind and like slow motion, I saw a car pull up and stop and I saw a man get out. And just to make a long story short, uh, one of my guides, White Buffalo, uh, flashed lights and he showed me where to go and hide and how to run away from this man. Um, it turned out he was a sexual predator and a White Buffalo got me home by flashing these lights and showing me where to hide behind cars. And my best friend, her dad was um, actually a detective for the Albuquerque Police Department. And, of course, I told my best friend about it. The next night I went to her house for dinner and he had these eight by tens black and white photos lined up around their kitchen table. And he started grilling me about how I was lying and making up stories to get attention. And I didn't tell anyone that this Native American man appeared before me and helped me because I didn't want anyone to think I was crazy because I really thought I was crazy. And I just looked him in the eye and I said, Mr. McClure, I am not making this up. And he said, can you tell me if one of these men took you? And I walked right up and pointed to the black and white 8 by ten. And he said, you didn't even look at the other ones. I said, Mr. McClure, I don't need to look at the other ones. This is the man that tried to take me. Anyway, um, he ended up getting arrested. He uh, raped, sodomized, and killed young children. Um, And that was my first, last, only case I've ever (laughs) solved for the police department. But that was a very scary introduction um, into this world of being psychic. And I shut it down for a long time until later in my life, um, these beautiful beings of love and peace started speaking to me very clearly, saying, um, you know, we, we need you to write for us. And you're going to be writing about a lot of different things. And you need to just trust in us and what we tell you. And that's when I started uh, channeling and writing books. And it it was a big leaf of faith. You know, trusting these beings were going to guide me on what to write and um, even what not to write, because there's information um, back then that our world was not ready for. And I'll tell you later on. In our session today, some new, really exciting stuff that I've been channeling. Um, they're getting a lot more serious with us these days. Our environment and our planet is in a lot of trouble. They don't want to install fear in us, but they just want to continue to wake it, awaken us and waken us up to the being the spiritual beings that we are here on our spiritual evolution
1: so Nikki, I wanted to ask you about. Um, so you are an author of several different books, but yes. what? Um, how did this one come about?
0: So um, I was actually leaving a Target, and I don't know what it was on this specific time and this specific date. I could see people glowing. Some people were glowing. Some people were not glowing. And um, I was talking to my angels, like, what in the world is going on today? (laughs) You know, I I have lessons with them a lot of times about seeing things that I'm supposed to see. And um, they said, you know, these are the ones that are enlightened. And um, I said, well, I know we're all trying to be enlightened, um, but I, I love this shining, this that they have. And they said it, it's like a golden compass. Um, every soul. On this planet has a golden compass within them before we come down to this earth We're kind of on this staging area And our angels and guides are there and they're flashing things to us. Don't forget this This is going to be your best friend. This is going to be your job. This is going to be your wife These are the things you need to work on and I found through oh God, 500 plus readings, personal readings I've done on top of channeling for books that we're all kind of working on the same things here. Seven billion people, there's a lot of common denominators. And uh, that day in Target, the angels were saying, this is it, it's the golden compass that we put inside of you before you come down. And these are the things that you need to work on.
1: Well, Nikki, while you've been talking, I finally get to got to catch up and bring up my notes that I had for today. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I wanted to ask you then um, in that book, a, go- uh, a Golden Compass, you talk about these compass points. Can you go into that, please?
0: Yeah, you got it. So um, the angels were giving me all the sort of different compass points. And uh, these are things that we're working on. Um, the center of the compass, they were calling the law of one. And they were talking about how, how we have forgotten that, that we're all related to each other, that we are not just caretakers Of this planet that we belong to each other and we have forgotten that we belong to each other and just recently they've told me that um our higher power whatever you choose to call it judges us on how we treat the least among us um you know how do you treat the person cleaning up your trash or the poor person begging on the side of the road um, or the people that cleaned your office where you work. I mean, whatever you think is the least among us, how do you treat them? And this is all related to um, this center compass of the law and on one, that we've forgotten that we belong to each other, that we, we have to take care of each other. Um, we are all in the same boat we're, we're rowing this same boat together. And, um, you know, it's easy to see that if someone loves, we all feel love. If someone gives, we all give. If someone's hurting, we all hurt. It's because we're connected. It's our law of one. Um, the other compass point uh, they talk about was compass point south. Which is, oh, actually, that's the center is the law of the one. The compass point north is about love. And I love this subject um, about love. Um, The angels have said that the energy and awareness of love is within each and every one of us that walks this planet. And so many of our spiritual lessons here are about love. Um, And I hate to just put out that blanket statement that it's all about love, but it really is all about love. Um, It it is the basis of who we are. It's where we come from. A quick, interesting story. I have had this angel that has come to me my whole life when I've been sad. Uh, Maybe someone has passed away or I've lost an animal and I've been sad. And uh, when I was earlier younger, my energy couldn't hold her energy. Um, So she would lift my hand. But as I got older, I was able to see her. And she was like a glob of liquid mercury with flashing lights in her. So angels aren't always about the halos and the wings. Um, I think they appear to you how you are ready to see them. And so this angel to this day, comes above me and zaps me with this crooked lightning bolt that also has these sparkles in it, and it hits me just below my belly button, and I sort of come off off the bed. It doesn't hurt, but it doesn't feel good either, but instantaneously, after I'm zapped, I feel nothing but love, and I mean love for everything. Everything including rapists, murderers, you know, it's just nothing but this feeling of love. And I think that's the feeling that we feel when we pass on to spirit. Um, so that that feeling is within all of us, 7 billion people. We all have this feeling of love within us. And it's important because it, it really is all about love. Um, the South Compass Point is... Um, compassion. And I wrote here, compassion motivates people to go out of their way to help the physical, mental, or emotional pains of both others and themselves. Um, Compassion is Latin, meaning co-suffering or feeling for another person. And I think so many of us have this, uh, you know, right now, look at things that are happening in the Ukraine. Is there not one of us that doesn't feel, well, maybe there are a couple, yeah. <laughs> I won't mention any names, but is there really not one of us that doesn't feel compassion to the innocent people um, that are, are being murdered and absolutely slaughtered in the Ukraine? Uh, that is our compassion compassion um the angels have related this to uh, the Holocaust. you know, I I asked them once again, another side note, really what's what is the most important thing that has happened in the last era And they the angels call an era 2160 years. It's actually a whole zodiac, Sign A whole zodiac calendar Um, that was set up to measure us because we're on a time stream. I'll get to that later. But they told me the most important thing that happened in the last era was the Holocaust. And I said, yes, you know, just like the Ukraine, um, millions of people being slaughtered. And they told me, "Um, no, you don't understand. It's about the knowledge that this earth has lost six million people, six million minds, plus their children, that we have lost a chunk of knowledge that we really needed. And most importantly, they said that a son was supposed to be born to a Jewish couple that was um, going to work on anti-gravity. And they told me that's why we're still flying airplanes now, is because the couple was killed and the son was never born. Um, it's a long story, but he, he can't come back now. I just said, well, why can't he just come now and reincarnate? But we're on this time stream, so it doesn't work like that. And I see this now uh, with the Ukraine Um, Just don't have compassion. Understand that the knowledge that we're losing from these people, but uh, we all have this compassion. Um, We all suffer together. And it's a good thing because once again, uh, we need to remember that we belong to each other. So on the East, we have forgiveness and there is um, power in forgiveness And I don't think there is a soul that doesn't need this in their lives. Um, So many of our spiritual lessons are about forgiving someone, um, someone who may have harmed us, uh, someone who maybe didn't give us love that we deserved, um, someone, you know, that hurt us, that really just hurt us. and it, forgiveness transforms anger within us. And that's a good thing. We don't want to be angry. Although another side note here, sorry about this. The angels have always said, it's okay to be angry because sometimes when we a- get angry, Change comes about more quickly. What's not okay is we're not allowed to hurt anyone um, physically, emotionally, spiritually. That's not okay. But when you look at the hashtag me Too, Or the hashtag Black Lives Matter. You know, these people got angry and change is coming about through that anger. And they are certainly doing that in a uh, peaceful and loving way. And um, it's important to have forgiveness in your heart. It helps release uh, the anger that we all feel. I just wanted to mention something really important thing about forgiveness I've written here that forgiveness is one of the most challenging things in the human experience. Out of all the compass points, this is the most challenging for us as a soul. The wisdom and forgiveness is indeed a powerful force for all of those who walk our earth. So, we should begin each new day of our lives with loving kindness, Um, You know, I think about the east and the sun rising in the morning and how we should start our day. And our angels say that we should start our day in loving kindness and forgiveness for each other. And then we can live peace in our lives. And peace is really um, a key uh, to the salvation of our planet. Uh, Forgiveness is important. So it's specifically on the east. So as you think as the sun rises in the east each day, um, to start your day with forgiveness. So on the west side, we have kindness. And this is tough. Um, I've written that kindness is not something that demands hard work. It originates from the simple act of doing no harm to, to others and it involves being nudge, non-judgmental. And this is difficult for some people. And just I want to say here a long time ago that my angels told me that we should not sit in judgment of others, that it lowers our vibrational frequency. And honestly, we don't know uh, what other souls have. Um, are they working out their karma? We don't know what happened in their past lives. So don't judge someone because they are on their own spiritual path, their spiritual journey, and their spiritual evolution. And there's things that they need to go through. Um, so we we need to sit in kindness and non-judgment. And I think it's also important here to note that kindness it doesn't symbolize weakness. Just because we're kind to someone does not mean that we are a weak person. And I actually, I think it shows a uh, great strength of uh, being kind to someone who is not kind to you. I mean, that is, a, that is a true spiritual test. And I'll give you an example. When you are driving in your car and someone cuts you off and clips off, almost clips the front of your car. I mean, that's when we get unkind. I, I've been there. We've all been there. Uh, <laughs> But now, I try to sit in kindness, and I bless that crazy person, um, bless them, and bless anyone that they interact with, that both them and the people around them are safe. And, you know, that's tough. Tough being kind to um, people who catch you off on the road or people who are not kind to you. And I know a lot of us have um, got family members um, that are not kind to us, and again, it's you know, it's all about uh, living our spiritual lessons and developing in our spiritual evolution. And uh, the angels just keep saying how we need to incorporate kindness in our everyday life. And I would just like to read this because it brings tears to my eyes when they when they told me this. They said the planet does not need more successful people, but it does need more peacemakers, healers, restorers, storytellers, and lovers of every kind. Our world needs people who live well in their places. It needs people of moral cour- courage willing to join the fight to make the, our world more inhabitable, and humane. And I just think that's so beautiful and when they're talking about kindness and how we have, we all have different things to do in our lives, um, whether you're a school teacher or you're cleaning a floor. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're mopping a floor. And I, I think we all need to volunteer and get on our hands and knees and mop a floor. I think it's good for us. You know, it's, it's something I say to my daughter, go volunteer, mop a floor. You know, it's good for you. It teaches you to be humble um, and to be kind. And Just because you're mopping a floor does not mean that you are not more spiritually advanced than a CEO of a company. That is completely untrue. Some of the most advanced people I have ever met in my life, either on their last... I've known two people that are on their last life and quite a few that are on their last few lifetimes. They're the most simple, um, down-to-earth people that you could ever meet. Um, And... I finish up the chapter about uh, talking about practicing random acts of kindness, and I know this was in the news a couple years ago. I think it started at a Starbucks of all places. Someone paid for the the coffee behind the person, and they paid for the coffee behind them. You know, random act of kindness. Um, We send the message that we have a responsibility to enhance the well-being of others and contribute to the betterment of our communities and society. And the angels just say, remember, if you can be anything, be kind. If you can be anything, be kind. I mean, it's just such beautiful words that they give all of us and so northeast i've got uh, peacefulness and um that's a peacefulness is a tough tough subject um i've i've written that it's just more like
1: peace within yourself or peace peace within
0: yourself yeah and and actually it comes down to what they say is in order to have peace within our planet that we've got to have peace within ourselves that it really starts with it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win I need to be peaceful, um, in order for others to be peaceful. You know, remember that we're we're all connected. We're all connected energetically. You know, it, if you hurt someone, you're just not hurting that person. You're hurting your own soul in the form of your karma and hurting others because they are they are picking up on your energy. I'll just say this, um, as far as peacefulness. Uh, we kind of get there through meditation and it raises our vibrational frequency and peacefulness is so important because if you think about a guitar and strumming a single guitar string just one instantaneously the other strings next to that string begin to vibrate and that is how we connect it if I am peaceful and and I vibrate at a higher vibrational frequency, people around me will also start vibrating at that frequency. And it's the same thing as like you're plucking a guitar. That's the example that um, the angels used with me. And um, I'll just say these final words on that, that, I channel that we must stop thinking of peace as some distance and perhaps unachievable goal and make it our goal right now. Our spiritual development is hinged on finding peace on this planet. And this is why it is so desperately important to address it in our golden compass. Um, you know, we all want to be at this higher vibrational frequency. And quite honestly, there's a bit of a bit bigger picture there. The more that we can raise the vibrational frequency on our planet, the more help that can come in. Because earlier in the 1900s, we started to get into trouble Um, with our planet. And beings of a higher vibrational frequency could not survive on this planet. And the more we raise our own vibrational frequency through finding peace, the more the cavalry can come in to help this planet. And um, it's something I'm channeling on my new book now, um, how our environment is in a lot of trouble the angels talked about an era 2160 years that it's the uh, zodiac calendar and our earth has less than an era they said much much less than an era that we are destroying our environment and um, it's like poking a hole Um, You know, the more the planet heats up, heats up, the more the polar ice melts, the more the polar ice melts. um, They're telling me the more it'll dilute the salinity in our seas and ocean. And they're showing me one specific area that's like the heart of everything. And it's up near Newfoundland. And I'm going to say this incorrectly. The Laurentian Sea if I say that, you may know what I'm talking about. I may not be saying that correctly. I apologize. But they said that's the heart of it. That's where it's all going to start. And um, we have less than an era. Yeah, uh, so we're, we're poking holes in the environment and our ship is sinking. And that's why people are coming to help. Uh, if I can just say this. Uh, it was a big joke that the angels are telling us that we need to go back to the woods. And I laugh. I said, there's seven billion people. We can't all go live back in the forest again. <laughs> it is not going to happen. But they said we can do things to help simplify our lives. Um, I grow my own vegetables. I have two very large hydroponic farm stands where I grow my own vegetables. Um, I grow my own fruit in my yard. Um, I watch my consumerism. You know, to me, Christmas, it didn't used to be this way, but now it's about being with my family. It's not about buying Junk gifts, giving just to give. So watching your consumerism, you know, growing your own fruits and vegetables, anything you can do to help this planet. um, It is greatly needed at this time. And so uh, three left, uh, Southeast, and that's about wakefulness. And this was really funny because I kept, as a scientist, I want a definition. I want to pinpoint this down. And it's like my, my angels would never, they wanted me to think about this. And they said, um, I said, well, what is wakefulness? And they said, well, it brings about compassionate awareness, I said, okay, it brings about compassionate awareness. Okay, but what is wakefulness? And they would say, well, it's a state where we have been moved beyond separateness, where we feel like we're all one. I said, okay, separateness, we feel like we're all one. But, But what is wakefulness? So we would go round and round. Um... You know, and they just keep kept giving me these things. They said, "Wakefulness is a feeling that a thousand suns have a- appeared in our spirit. Um, it's a it's a a process of enlightenment." Wakefulness, I think the bottom line for me that I figured out, it's really just a process of enlightenment and the reason why we're here. And if you stick with me in this belief of reincarnation and karma, you know, we come back over and over to reach this enlightenment. You know, we want to be one with the source. And wakefulness is such a. Uh, an important part of that. And it's um, also like a, an aware awareness and a, a, a consciousness. And so if I pick that apart, I would ask them, okay, what is awareness? Okay, so awareness, you're walking down a beach and you see uh, a beer can or a Coke can. Like you're aware that people should not be littering on a beach. You know, birds can pick at it, get stuff stuck in their stomach. Um, but if you're conscious about it, you will pick up that beer can, that Coke can, and you'll bring it home and you'll put it, you'll put it in your recycling bin. Um, so being conscious is... Is, is doing something, being active. And so we want to be conscious about our wakefulness. Um, and I'll just say, um, this is one of the final thoughts I wrote about wakefulness. I, the angels told me that spiritual awakening recognizes that our role in life has infinite value to our soul's greater purpose. It is the understanding that we can transcend our consciousness to a more wakeful state. So um, wakefulness is important to our spiritual evolution, and um, that comes with enlight- enlightenment and consciousness. It's all all the compass points. They're all connected together. It's such a beautiful thing. So we have two more left. I've got my southwest point. Um, that my angels uh, talked about faith, having faith. And we talked a long time about religious faith because every time you say faith to someone, that's the first thing they think about is, you know, the faith in um, my God or, uh, you know, if you're Muslim or if you're Hindu or if you're Jewish, you know, whatever your faith is and your higher power. But it's, So much more than that, Um, I wrote here, uh, to have faith does not mean to have rigid beliefs in something and then to be defensive um, about that. And I I find a, a lot of people get very defensive about their faith and their religious views. And what we don't realize is we're all one. We're all here together, and it it doesn't matter uh, what your faith is in or what your religious view is in. We are all souls coming back here over and over um, to try and reach this enlightenment. And um, it, it doesn't matter what you have faith in. But please don't believe that, you know, you're the only person in the room you know you know it's not just the Baptists or the Episcopals or uh, the Muslims or whatever your faith is you're you're not the only person in the room there's a lot of other people here and uh, please don't remember forget this center this law of one that we all belong to each other Um. Uh, off on a side note again, um, the angels have told me that groups come down um, to teach us lessons. I had an aunt that had Down syndrome, and um, she I just loved her, my Aunt Liana. And I said, you know what? What does this teach her as a soul? And that's when they told me, you know, it's not all about that soul, but it's about coming as a group and teaching others. And that Down syndrome was supposed to teach us to live in the moment, that yesterday doesn't matter. Let yesterday go. Forgive yesterday, and that tomorrow doesn't matter, because then we're sitting in worry and anxiety, and that inflames our body, um, that we just need to sit in for today, and that we also have light workers. Um, uh, light workers are, are coming here in droves on a group mission to uh, to help this planet. Um, so A lot of people here coming into groups, Um, I have two nephews who are gay, and I said, uh, talking to my angels one day, like, that's a hard group. You know, it it has been really hard for gay people to um, find their path, and uh, they're teased, and there's hatred, and I mean, it's horrible. And they told us that they're here on a group mission to teach us that we must live and loving tolerance of each other's differences to find peace on this planet. Um, so groups here teaching us things, and we need to be aware of this. So we're talking about faith, and I've got off the topic. Of course I have. So I'll just read um, some. one thing I wrote about faith. And uh, the angels were telling me that those who have faith have a reservoir of courage and hope, confidence, calmness, and assurance that everything will be okay. So we, we need to keep those things in our heart. Faith isn't always about um, a religion or a belief or us standing on the right side of the railroad track. You know, it it has to do with um, our courage and our, our hope, our calmness. It's just a beautiful word. I just love this word faith. Um only to be topped by our Northwest point, which is hope. That is my favorite word in the universe. I love this word of hope. Um, When you say the word hope, it's um, expecting something to be fulfilled, for something to happen. Like it is the most beautiful word. Um, I looked it up on Wikipedia just to see what Wikipedia says. Sorry, angels. And Wikipedia (laughs) defines hope as an optimistic state of mind that is based on expectations of positive outcomes with respect to events and circumstances in one's life or the world at large. Um, it's beautiful. And I think we need to find hope in our common humanity. We we need to find that. We need to have hope for each other. We need to have hope for the leaders of Russia you know, we need to have hope that the Ukraine will re- rebuild one day. Um, you know, we have hope that our family member it, it, who is dying of cancer finds peace. Um, it, it is just the most beautiful word. And everybody is capable of hope. All of us. We are all capable of hope. And, um... I wrote that hope says that things can change. And the I, I talked to my angels about that and about the opposite of hope. And they told me the off, off, opposite of hope is despair. Um, and gosh, that's a... That's a horrible word. We don't like that word despair. Um, So we always need to keep our thoughts positive. So if you feel despair about anything, please flip that that to a positive thought about hope. Um, Remember it it affects your vibrational frequency and we all wanna be at a higher vibrational frequency. Um, Just the last couple things about that. Uh, I had channeled that hope is a powerful force and probably the most important factor when it comes to overcoming life's biggest challenges. Without it, everything is lost. Hope has the power to make everything we do possible. And when we hope Things are more likely to turn out the way we want them to. Why? Because we're willing to do everything it takes to make it happen. Everything that is done on our planet is done by hope. And we never, the angels say we must never lose the magic of that word. It is, it's is—it's a beautiful word. And those are the compass points. And, of course, there's a lot more in this. I was just hitting the highlights. Uh, yeah, thank but you that's for that our beautiful, glowing, golden compass that is instilled in us before we come down to this planet.
1: Well, you've so you've expressed you know some of your personal favorites, but did the angels ever tell you if there's like if do you if you were to stick to one, which one of these would be like the most important?
0: So absolutely, hands down, that would be the center. Um, and the center is has to do with the law of one. Uh, the angels tell us that we've forgotten, that we have forgotten that we belong to each other and that we're connected to each other. And this is the law of one that we must remember that, um, you know, the person in China affects us. The person in Japan affects us. Our next door neighbor affects us. Our person at church, at school, at work, our family. We're affected by everyone. It is the law of one. And one of the biggest things that we need to wake up to right now as um, we just rape and pillage our planet. We have to remember that we're We're caretakers of this planet and that we belong to each other. And that kind of helps tie in all those compass points together. But the most important is the center, that the law of one.
1: Well, Nikki, thank you very much for putting all that together. I think that gives it a very nice, uh, uh, no pun intended, encompassing. (laughs) 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 encompass an (laughs) overview of what what's it about so i just basically just want to leave leave you with with any kind of final thoughts that you might have whatever you would you, you would like to leave us with
0: um well i have been um channeling a few things right now that's really important and the angels have been telling me that we can spiritually progress a little bit while we're in heaven but We can only truly spiritually progress while we're on a time stream. Um, That's why the planet has time. We're living on a time stream, and that's why the Zodiac calendar was set up. Um, There is no time when we go to heaven. All time runs at at once. And um, I asked, well, you know, what happens? What happens when we've polluted our planet and melted the ice caps and the heating and it it affects what we're growing? Um, The water is going to go down. We're not going to be able to water the crops. How are we going to get food if, you know, there's no water for the crops? Um, And all the things that are happening, the tornadoes, the storms, the hurricanes, uh, the the snowstorms. you know, pick your poison. And they told me, And I'm not saying this out of fear because they don't want us to feel fear. They just want us to wake up to what we're doing. But once we destroy our planet... And we can no longer live here, which is going to be less than an era. 2,160 years, it's going to be much, much less than an era. And let me just tell you, you think you're not going to be here, but you are. Because you're going to go back up to spirit, and then you're going to replant a life because you didn't learn some things, or you've got to learn new, better things. You are coming right back down to this time stream. With very few exceptions, we cannot go live on another time stream. We've got to keep coming back to this time stream. So do it for your soul. You know, just not your kids, your grandkids. You are all going to be coming back to this planet and on this time stream. And once we destroy it... Um, Then we have to hang out in heaven. And they've told me that there's other civilizations. I've asked how many civilizations there are. They said there's about a thousand. And there are other worlds that have destroyed themselves. And that they've got to hang out in heaven until billions of years. And we go back to a baseball. Our whole galaxy will go back to a baseball and we'll explode again. And then we'll start from the very beginning again, from the very beginning um, of everything that's created and through evolution. And we'll start all over again. And I said, you know, so it can't be bad hanging out in heaven for a billion years. And they specifically said, Nikki, you love your home but you don't want to spend a billion years in your home. Your soul is going to long to come back to this time stream, to come back and to keep growing and changing and um, uh keep evolving in your spiritual consciousness and your spiritual awareness. And I think that's the most important words that I can leave you with right now is be aware of our environment. Um, If you can, please cut down on your consumerism. Please recycle. If you can grow your own garden, you can grow tomatoes. Start with tomatoes. Those are super easy and you just need a pot for that. You know, try growing your own vegetables. Uh, But just remember that We have this one planet. Once we destroy it, you know, we'll be hanging out in heaven until uh, the next Big Bang Theory.
1: Well, Nikki, thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. So the book is A Golden Compass. And uh, thank you so much for going over all those points. And um, I'm going to have all your links in the description below. So any links that are available from Ozark to Amazon and everywhere else where it's available.
0: Thank you, Adnan. Thank you for your time today. I'm so appreciative.
1: Yeah, no problem at all. I'm happy to you know, always talk to you, and, and you were in a role, so I just wanted to – it's all about you anyway, so I was like, I don't Let want her to go. interrupt. Let <laughs> right. her go. Right. <laughs> well, thank you. It was uh, good seeing you, you know, seeing you again, and uh, yeah. I hope we can do this again sometime.
0: I would love to. Thank you so much. Take care.
1: All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.